0: Draper City Talk is a podcast produced by the Municipal Government of Draper City, Utah, where we discuss local government services and issues and the community at large. Hi, Draper City. I'm Mayor Troy Walker with you again for Draper City Talk. Um, we're excited for another episode. I'd like to uh, introduce Linda Peterson again, our, our public work. Um, no, not our public works.
1: Oh, boy, you don't want me in that area. Yes.
0: Our communications director, um, yes. who, uh, who puts this on and has made it possible. Thank you, Linda.
2: Good to be here.
0: And today, we are going to talk about stuff that is certainly important and interesting, and I think everyone will, will like hearing about it. We've got two great city employees that are going to talk with us today. Mr. Robert Markle, who is our deputy public works director and deputy city engineer, and then Ms. Hazel Dunsmore, who is our new solid waste manager. Both of these folks have been with us a long time and uh, they're very great, good city employees and they do a really good job in their field. So I'm excited to, uh, to talk to you guys about what you do and because and, what you do really is a pretty big deal for us. So um, if we didn't have solid waste management, we, would, we wouldn't want to live here. Let's talk. We're going to talk about garbage. Um, we're going to talk about how we do it, why we do it, what we do, um, where it goes, how much it costs. We're going to talk about recycling. Everyone wants to talk about that. We're going to kind of hopefully give some good information about how that program works. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit. Let's start off with, um, Robert, when when did we form our own garbage, uh, you know, solid waste department?
1: We formed our own solid waste. Um, we started looking into it around 2007, 2008, and I can't remember exactly when we started, maybe late of 08, 09. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and we did that just out of a desire to save
0: money for the city and provide better service, and we've been able to do that. Yeah, I was a council member at the time, and Mm -hmm. I remember we were contracting with one of the big waste management contractors, and I remember we reached out, and we're trying to get a better deal, and they just basically said, this is our deal, Um, take it or leave it. And we were like, well, wait a minute. And they just weren't interested in negotiating with us. I remember I was kind of sort of stunned. And then we started looking into it, and it turned out for the same money that we were paying. We could buy our own trucks and and then ultimately save money overall for for our process, but also, like you said, provide much better customer service to our community. So I, I'm happy I voted for that. It's sort of something I pushed for. So I'm excited to have you guys here because this this was really sort of something I was sort of interested in and part of at the beginning. And Hazel, you were you were here when we were looking into this.
2: Yes, I was actually in the HR department and. Uh, did the hiring of those drivers and we have uh, we still have three of them with us from two thousand eight two thousand nine from the original yeah, from the original group. Yeah Hazel's so. been with
0: us a long time. She was our HR director and she's uh she's changed paths. She's mm-hmm. no that's longer right. directing humans, she's directing solid waste.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs>
0: Probably easier to do with. Change of pace, yeah. yeah. Right. They don't they don't talk back, right? That's, that's true. That's right. That's, uh-huh. Well that's capable. Well, okay, let's so so we we've got our own city department. Tell us a little bit about the size of it, how it operates. So um, we currently
1: have, well, when I wrote this, we had six full-time drivers. Um, we filled our final vacancy yesterday. So we have our full staff for the first time in quite a while. Um, so that's good. So we have seven um, drivers. One's currently learning. We have our solid waste manager, and we have one full-time mechanic. That, I mean, they work on everything, but we were able to get that position because garbage trucks are used every single day. It's not like a fire engine or, um, or even our snow plows or our vac trucks or anything. They're used every day. So they require a lot of maintenance. So a lot of our mechanic time goes into that. Um, and so we have three drivers that collect trash five days a week. And um, we have three routes on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that have a, their own driver, and then there are two routes on Fridays, and then two drivers on recycling. And we'll see what we're doing with this new driver. Um, that's five days a week
0: alternating routes every other week. So we pick up recycling every other week. That's right. We do them. So three full-time drivers that are dedicated five days a week, mm-hmm. picking up solid waste garbage Yeah, the curbside. Mm-hmm. And we own our own garbage vehicles. Correct. So that's that's a... I guess it's a, a plus and a minus, right? The, yeah,
1: um, they're expensive pieces of equipment, but I think our most of our drivers came from the private collection industry, and our trucks are in so much better shape than anything they
0: operate. So they like our vehicles, yes. so they're better, better maintained. Our mechanics take good care of our vehicles. So well, that's good to know. I mean, yeah. you know, that's 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 a good thing. Um, I know they're expensive, but uh, you got to have them. And they've gone up significantly in the last year. <laughs> and the time to build them takes a long time. Supply chain, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Long supply chain. That's right. Well, good. So we've so we've got our we're operating now. Um, the city does all all trash garbage collection. Um, in in our community, except for private communities. those uh, HOAs that in their
1: own, or we cannot get in, or they don't have individual cans. They do dumpsters.
0: Dumpsters, okay. In addition to regular curbside residential service, we also offer big dumpsters or some mm-hmm. medium-sized dumpsters that residents can rent mm-hmm. for yard cleanup, right? Tell us a little bit about that just briefly. So um, currently we are able to
1: rent um, 10 per week, and we have options of either a 30-yard dumpster or 20. We have more 30-yard dumpsters, and so we usually we deliver those on Mondays and pick them up on Thursdays, and vice versa, the person will rent it Thursday to Monday. And how much does it cost around one of those? Um, there are 130 it's a
2: It's 120 for a 20-yard dumpster and 150 for a 30-yard.
0: Is there a limit number you can get a year?
2: No. No. Oh, okay. um, it is a very popular program, and we often have a waiting list. Um, so one of the things we're looking at right now is expanding that program and doubling the amount of rentals. Um, that's something we're looking at in the budget process for next year.
0: Excellent. Cause I always get the question, you know, people say, why don't we do curbside, mm-hmm. you know, once a year clean up like Sandy or some of these other cities. And I always tell them cause we're not. And, um, number two, it's too expensive and number three, you couldn't get a permit to do it now anyway. Um, no, in so, I don't know if everyone knows this, Draper City
1: co-owns the landfill that we use. The Transjordan landfill consists of seven member cities, one of them being Draper. So it makes sense. We run our own garbage. We're the only entity that does it currently, but all the members, I sit on the board and they're always interested. They see how we save and, you know, it self-generates, you know, it takes care of itself, by, but also provides better service and it's cheaper than the private collector, collectors, but... Talking with those other board members, Sandy is going to have to eliminate because it, it violates water quality standards.
0: Yeah, that's the issue is put it on the curb, it goes in the storm drain, yep. and that's that's just the problem. Mm-hmm. It, it, no city's going to start one of those no matter how much mail. The only two I know of cities-wise is West
1: Valley and Sandy, and Sandy's got the ball rolling in getting rid of it
0: because of the water quality issues, and West Valley will probably have to follow. Yeah, plus it's expensive. I talked to the new mayor, and it's... You know, it's a lot of money. It's, you know, a dumpster for $135 or $50, you know, you can do that once a year. You can get a lot in there. Um, And we encourage that. I mean, that's one, that's how, that's our answer to curbside annual cleanup is being able to get a dumpster. And I think the council's interested budget wise in expanding that program. So I think there's a good opportunity for that. So that's
2: good to hear.
0: Thank you. So let's talk a little bit now. So we we have our garbage pickup. Um, Let's talk about recycling because that is always. The topic, right? Mm-hmm. People, let, and I think it's awesome that our community wants to recycle. Um, you know, and people are into it, and I think mm-hmm. it's great. And I'm into it. And I, you know, I, I got my cans in my in my kitchen where they go. And I'm always telling my kids the cereal box doesn't go in the mm-hmm. recycling. That can or that plastic, just because it's plastic, doesn't go there. And I'm always pulling stuff out. And so let's talk a little bit about our recycling program. Why we do it. How does it work? Um, let's start with how it works. So how it works is
1: it, it, um, every other week we collect, um, it's a single stream curbside can and currently we take um, aluminum, steel, tin, corrugated cardboard, one in two plastics. So that's one in two plastics, most likely if it's got a lid and a, and a neck, that's the easy way to know that that is a plastic that will, re- will be recycled. Things like the microwavable meal tray um, fruit, containers, those are not recyclable. Pretty much soda bottles, water, um, detergent, anything with a lid and a neck, it would be recyclable. Um, so it's plastic. Mm-hmm. It has a
0: lid and a neck. It's recyclable. And if you want to look closely, either a number one or a number two in that little in the little recycling symbol. Mm-hmm. All right, Correct. folks. There you have it. Yeah, that's the that's the plastic you can do. One right. or two, or with a neck and a lid.
1: And, and the we the reason we recycle is we have an interest in expanding the life, extending the life of the landfill as long as possible because it's close and we can keep our costs down, and it's the right thing to do to recycle what we can. So we want to make sure we recycle the items we know have
0: a market. So we got plastic. What's the next thing? Um, corrugated. corrugated cardboard. And okay, I go over this in detail because. People were confused about cardboard. So corrugated
1: cardboard, if you if you ripped the box, you would see you know the two layers of cardboard with the you know the accordion in between. So typically a cereal box does not that's not corrugated, um, but your Amazon box would be.
0: So if you get some from Amazon, we recycle that. Correct. Cheerios boxes, no. No. Okay. Uh, pizza boxes. Um, as long as they're not. Totally contaminated
1: with cheese and grease and everything, <laughs> yes. If it's relatively clean, you can recycle that.
0: Okay, good. So, but take the paper out and the plastic piece. Okay. Yeah. Let's think about other cardboard that gets thrown in there that we want to make sure they don't. That's probably it, right? Yeah, it's,
1: it's got to be the, the two layers. And it's not that paper can't be recycled. It's that the company that uses paper to recycle, if it gets mixed in with other things like milk jugs, and it gets contaminated, they use it to make an insulation. So they've had it where they've made insulation and it ends up having an odor and they have to go back into, in Arizona I know for a fact they went in and had to rip out insulation in 5,000 homes because there was an odor. So they want paper only. So if we went to multi-stream where you put it in a bunch of different containers, paper would be recycled. But because it gets dumped in with cans and, and bottles and everything, it tends to increase the chance that it would be, develop an odor. Yep. So that's why there is a company that can recycle, and we have they have bins throughout the city at the schools. We
0: currently have one that's going to go away at City Hall.
1: Um, but there is an option to
0: recycle paper. Okay. We'll talk about that at the end, like where we can go. But yep. So plastic, one and two, corrugated cardboard, and then cans. Yep. Steel. Yep. Tin. Tin
1: and aluminum.
0: If you're a guy like me, likes to eat a lot of canned uh, trouts and uh, maybe sardines and whatnot, can I recycle those? As long as I rinse them out. Yes. Excellent, because I've been doing it. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good. Glad to know. My kids think it's disgusting that I eat that stuff, but I like it. So All right. So if you got soda cans, cans of canned fruit, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that can go in there. Yep. Your vegetables, soup, rinse them out. And they can go in there. All right. that's it. Those are the three things. Mm -hmm. Nothing else right now. And our curbside. Now, we'll talk about the other bins, but the curbside Mm -hmm. at your house and the blue can, those are the three things. Yeah. I mean, overall, there
1: may be a market for those other things, but um, we know for a fact that currently there's a market for those three items. And we just wanted to make it as simple as possible because
0: they were tending to charge us for what they deemed contamination yeah, and so let's talk about that a little bit because that's a key thing. The whole recycling program was there was a time when I remember when we first started doing it, we were we were getting paid mm-hmm. for our stuff. And yep. and it was for a while. We were doing getting paid pretty well. I think it was over a hundred a ton for stuff at some point, if I remember, back in the past. Yeah, like a decade ago. And then it switched mm-hmm. and it turned into us paying over a hundred a ton Correct. to re- to recycle. So everybody was feeling really good about recycling and they weren't getting it. One, it wasn't getting recycled and we were paying more than it cost to take it to the landfill. And it was still going to the landfill at the end of the day. It'd go to the recycler, they'd then load it in a truck and take it to the landfill, charge us, you know, 50 bucks more a ton to do it. Am I right on that? Yes. Yeah. That just seemed like insanity to
1: me. Yeah, I mean, so I think overall across the globe, we shot ourselves in the foot with promoting recycling. It was like, it's easy, single stream, you throw this in there, everything's recyclable, and it wasn't. And so, as the markets dried up, places where we were sending it said no more, which happened to be China, and that was in 2018. And then that's when the prices just skyrocketed. Like, in 2016, we were averaging paying $12, just about $13 a ton for recycling. By 2019, we were paying $70 a ton. And that was to take it, to give it to them to take to the landfill. Yes, and since we own the landfill, our people working out there would tell us like, we just got another shipment from the recycling. They dumped off. Twenty trucks. And what did it cost us to take a load of the same ton to the landfill, just straight to the landfill? At the time, sixteen dollars. So we were paying seventy instead of sixteen and not reducing carbon footprint or anything because we were hauling it.
0: We were increasing the they carbon were, footprint. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So folks, that's why. I mean if you if you've wondered why the recycling is, you know, the way it is, I remember that when I when I found out, I think I was the mayor at the time, when I found out we were paying seventy bucks a ton to dump the same stuff we could dump for sixteen bucks a ton. I mean, you know, I, I was outside my mind with it. And it just, it, it, it doesn't, number one, it was it was ripping, it, was, it wasn't fair, it was too expensive. Number two, it was two trucks. Mm-hmm. So if you thought you were saving on pollution, you weren't. You were, mm-hmm. you were increasing it. So now, tell us where we're at now. So
1: um, the United States has done a better job of building uh, plants that can produce the recyclable material locally instead of shipping it overseas. So for instance... From July through um, November, we were paid again for recycling material. Um, not a whole lot. Overall, the average in 2021, the cost to recycle dropped to $3.62 a ton versus the $70 a ton two years earlier. And that, that was a combination of commodities getting a better value because of local, uh, more local plants to treat the material and
0: us reducing our contamination with our with our new campaign for recycling. So, citizens, you've done a great job mm-hmm. of, of putting the right stuff in the recycling can because that's that's evidence. That's the proof, right? I mean, that's ultimately... Mm-hmm. So we're still paying, overall, based upon the year, $3 a ton to recycle, but we know it's getting recycled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big difference. Yep. Um, we're not paying $3 a ton to have it go to the landfill. Correct. <laughs> that'd be a better deal if we... If, you know, the landfill prices, but, yes, yeah, so... So, but we've had it, we had it just briefly a time where we were actually making a little bit of money on it. I think July through October,
1: we made money. It, it's gone up, you know, we're paying a little bit, but it's it's not anywhere close to what it was. It's no. more around 10, $12 a ton. That's
0: outstanding. So, well, that's great. Anything else you want to add about the recycling? Yeah, I mean, you could see the impact. If you
1: went back five years ago, um, our annual recycling budget was like $38,000 a year and our trash was 280,000. In uh, twenty, the twenty twenty one fiscal year, our recycling budget was one hundred and sixty five thousand. So it had gone up one hundred and thirty thousand from three years earlier, and our garbage was four hundred and thirty two. So that had doubled as well. But you know, we've gained households, but the recycling just got ridiculous. The expenses with it, it was it didn't make sense to do it anymore.
0: But no. it it does now again. Yeah, it's good. I it, you know, I think it's important for. For everyone to understand and consider market dynamics, because I mean, it's not magic. You know, they're not just gonna—they got to be able to make money out of it, right? I mean, you exactly. can't. It, nothing happens just out of the altruistic good of wanting to save the planet. So it's got to it has got a pencil somewhere. It's what the it's what they always tell me, right? There's always a pencil. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Um, I, I, so I—I I, I, my personal view is our our curbside recycling program is pretty good now. Yes, we're we're doing a good job mm-hmm. with that. So good work. Let's talk about garbage Um, because, I mean, I I think I told you guys at the beginning, there's nothing that makes me feel worse as a human than going out to the landfill on a Saturday and dumping my stuff because I just, I always think to myself, I can't believe in 2022 we are still burying garbage, Mm -hmm. you know, close to where we live. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit, uh, if you would, Um, Robert, tell us, you know, Tell us about the landfill. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's, where we, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, landfills fall under heavy regulation. Um, the,
1: the the biggest thing monitors is how much methane gas it's releasing. So, um, and then if there's any contamination to the water table. So they're very engineered and technical with, you know, membrane systems. And we you have to collect the gas. And we actually, the Jordan landfill is one of the best in the state. Um, we actually generate power through our gas collection and we power, I can't remember, it's like over a thousand homes in Midvale, takes their power from the gas produced at the landfill. Um, the landfill, uh, I don't remember when it was created. Um, it's out, out on the uh, west side of South life. And so we actually estimate that we have 12 years left to the landfill. Um, we have purchased more property. It's in Utah County on the west side of um, Utah Lake, south of Utah Lake. It's called the Bayview Landfill. Um, And we estimate that we have over 100 years of service still in that landfill. We are not currently hauling there, but the other exciting thing about Transjordan is we've secured property, or I believe we did. We secured property in Sandy to build a transfer station. So the members of the landfill um, that are on the east side of the valley, they'll use that transfer station. So the transfer station is you bring your garbage truck into this big state-of-the-art facility that blocks all odors and you, they'll make it look nice, you can't even tell, and they dump the trash and then they put it into even larger trucks and they will ship that transfer station to Bayview to make the Transjordan landfill last a little bit longer. The costs will go up, but we are still currently one of the cheapest um, garbage options in, in the United States. Many places are around $100 to $150 a ton. We are currently operating at $18 a ton in Bayview for, for city members. Private customers a little more, but
0: the Bayview is operating at
1: like $10 a ton.
0: Yes, yeah, so and a lot of people argue with you and say, we ought to charge more, get people to change their habits, right, make it more mm-hmm. expensive. Maybe people use less stuff or use, mm-hmm. as, my, as my kids call it, the hippie bags, the, yeah. the grocery bags that you recycle. Yeah. They, my wife does that regularly and faithfully, and my kids tease her all the time. So, you get the hippie bags, mom. And she's yeah. like, Yeah, I do, because I, I like them. So, yeah. you know. Um, but we're, yeah, that's amazing that our landfill is, that we have that that inexpensive of garbage yeah. service, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 12 more years at the Trans Jordan. Mm-hmm. When will the transfer station be built in Sandy? Um, the, there,
1: it's in design right now. Um, and I believe we should be able to start construction two years, so three to five years, we believe it'll be operational. Awesome. And that, the other interesting or good news with that is the household hazardous waste program that the county operated, that dissolved and went away during COVID and they have not brought it back. So we get a lot of customers that are frustrated with Draper that we don't have a place to bring it. You have to bring it to the landfill. Those are paints and um, batteries and other things. Um, they will be building a HHW facility with the transfer station. So, residents in this part of the valley will be able to take it to that building instead of all the
0: way to the land. Is there anything you know of on the horizon technologically that might change the burying of garbage? or anything? I mean, there's always things out there.
1: Um, I think the biggest impact that people in the United States could have is if we changed our consumption um, pattern. I mean, we all go to the bulk store and we buy big old amounts of Food and other things, and they come in packages that smaller packages are inside of, you know. You go over to Europe, and people, you know, they buy what they need for the next couple of days because the market's close to their house, and it's just different. I don't know if it will change with Amazon, but we produce a lot of garbage
0: in the United States. And I've always thought they should do a Survivor show where you were on an island with some of the packaging you get from Costco, uh-huh. and you have no tools to see if you can survive, so right. you can get it open. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a good one. If you can
0: open it, you know, because some of that stuff, I mean, I've cut my hand good on yeah, it. packaging, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you're right, we, we, we package everything in this mm-hmm. country. In fact, like, It's truly amazing. I know we had a, an entity approach this a few years ago about this miraculous process of creating pellets mm-hmm. that would then be used for fuel, and it never panned out. So we looked at it. And,
1: and again, I mean, I looked into that stuff as well, and I just don't know with the way we consume, if it would pan out.
0: Yeah, because you know? Europe's a lot, it works in Europe, but it's a much different, like you say, it's yeah, a much different. It's a lot more food waste than it is packaging right. waste. Right. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, how much garbage do we make in this fine city of Draper? Weekly, um, tell us, how, give us the stats. Weekly, I'm not sure. But in
1: 2010, we produced 14,000 tons of garbage. In 2021, we had 19,000 tons. So it was a 36% increase. Um, typically, our heaviest months are May and June um, with around 100 ton a day. And February and January are our lightest, That's around 50 ton a day. Hmm. That's interesting. So Everybody probably- gets up and does their spring cleaning and yard work and changes to their stuff when the weather starts getting nice. We do. We see another surge in
0: tonnage in the fall with leaves. Is TransJordan still doing the compost program? Um, it's being eliminated. Being eliminated. Mm-hmm. So, how much longer does that go? It may have already stopped. I can't recall. Is it just not making money? Is that what the situation was? Uh, um,
1: it's a odor situation. Oh, okay. As the houses get closer and closer to the landfill, South Jordan is a member city, so they're interested in getting rid of the landfill as soon as possible. Yes. And closing it up. So. They're great board members,
0: but they also have a different interest than the rest of the board mem- or the member they, cities. I, I've used that compost f- for years in my yard. I think it's amazing. I'm gonna be sad when it's gone. But so is all the green waste just gonna go in the landfill. Yeah, which is a good thing. Right, creates it the helps, methane, right? Yep, and it helps break
1: down the rest of the trash, gets right. those reactions. So typically a driver will go to the landfill three times a day. So in those three drivers doing garbage routes, they get to go to the landfill three times in one day
0: each of them. Mm-hmm.
1: So how, how, how many, will a truck pick up a whole neighborhood or does it? It all depends on how much trash everyone has. Um, our biggest day is Monday and I might as well get it out there. At some point in the next year, we will have to change routes because Monday is just getting too large and we have room to add a different section, you know, take a section off of Monday and add it to Friday because Friday's our lightest day.
0: So your garbage day may change, folks, in the future.
1: And we'll do it. We'll have to do a huge campaign and remind know, and tell everyone because it'll be an impact. We'll try to do it as little impact to people as we can, but Monday is getting significantly large because it it includes the
0: areas where we are still developing, so we're adding homes. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting when the when the prison site starts to develop, and you you know you have the intense developments coming there. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're, we're definitely going to have to, you know, get our solid waste programs in, in, the, in the mix and, and make sure we're designing the point in a way, you know, we're going to need some input mm-hmm. on how to do it. Where We're using less waste or more efficient things like that. I think it's, definitely, it's probably a good thing that we're going to hopefully start changing our minds a little bit
2: maybe. Yeah, so, yeah, so we service almost 11,000 homes, and, you know, they may have two, three for additional cans as well, um, so it's it's how, a, lot of, a lot of Is there a limit,
0: garbage. Hazel? How many cans can you get?
2: You know, I don't think there is a limit. Yeah. Um, there, there isn't, be, but when the,
1: when you start to have that many cans, we start to wonder if you're the, operating the landscaping business. So it's <laughs> really more of a commercial collection at that point.
0: <laughs> so if you see if so, if the mayor gets six more cans, yeah. then you're going to think I'm doing landscaping, mm-hmm. which I'm not because it's too much, too hard work. Yeah, but uh, okay. Yeah. I have two of each, so I'm I'm out there. Well, that's good. I've confessed. I have two of each, <laughs> and we we fill those recycling cans too.
1: So I'm yeah. One one question I get a lot, especially after we initiated the the big three, is what we call it when we switched to just the cans, the plat, the specific plastics, and the cardboard. Was well, I don't want recycling anymore, and they want a reduction in costs. Well, if you think about it, because you get re- rid of your recycling can, you're not reducing your weekly trash. We're still pl- the same amount of trash and you're not helping extend the life of the landfill so that it's the base service cost comes with one can of each type
0: if you choose not to take recycling you're still producing the same amount of waste so there is no yeah I like that policy because you're right um, our goal is to get as much out of that landfill as we can because mm-hmm. it's going to be more expensive and we have to haul it to Bayview and right. two it, it we it, we ought to cut down what we
2: Put in the landfill. Put in the ground. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's limited space. No question about it. So let's. Any anything else you want to talk about? The weekly pickup or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Um, So we pick up trash every Monday through Friday, except Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day, and that's only because the landfill is closed. Those are the three days the landfill
0: is closed. So every other holiday we pick up on. Okay, Hazel. Let's go to you because you've got some interesting stuff. You were going to do a top ten list, but you didn't.
2: Uh, Yeah. So I sat down with the drivers and. You know, I am new in this position since the beginning of the year, and I have to say that our goal um, is to go through everyone's neighborhoods um, safely, efficiently, and as quickly as possible. So I sat down with the drivers and said, what would you like the citizens of Draper to know about garbage and recycling pickup? Um, And the first thing they said actually was, make sure you tie off your garbage sacks. And that's, that's kind of a difficult thing. I mean, w- remember the days when we had a driver and then one or two guys on the back that would step off the truck and lift up the can and empty it. Now the drivers, they can't get in and out of the truck. So it's important that um, the cans are not overstuffed. We realize that happens sometimes. <clears throat> but especially, you know, if you're putting that extra bag in on the top and the lid's not closed all the way, make sure the bag is tied so that if the bag falls over, they, they can pick that up and put it in. So that's number one. And then, um, yeah, make sure the lids are closed. Uh, you don't use a bungee cord <laughs> or duct tape to keep the lid closed because they're going to lift it and that lid's not going to move. Um, so they suggested you can use painter's tape because sometimes on a windy day, they're rolling around, um, painter's tape will snap open when it's tilted to be dumped or just put a rock on it, which will fall off um, and that will keep, help keep the lid down. We don't pick up garbage sacks that are not inside the bag generally. So if you've had a heavy week after Christmas or, you know, a big party. You mean in the can? Yep. In the can, camp, yep. Sorry, that are outside of the can. Right. But you can watch for the driver coming and you can put the garbage, the additional. We'll wait for you to put those additional oh. bags in we'll there. We'll dump
1: it and then
2: we, set it down and you can put yeah. your bag back into the can and we'll dump the can again. Now that's right.
0: some that's some good service right there.
2: Yeah, we'll, we would rather do that than have to come back to your house. That's what we're to talking your about. House. Yeah, very good. Yeah, If it's windy, if it's really windy, you can pull your cans in and let us know and we'll, we'll arrange a different time to come out and pick them up because that's better for us as well. If it's windy, sometimes as they're tilting and lifting the can, things will blow out. If the garbage truck driver makes a mess that's just around the can, they will pick that up but if it's blowing across the lawn or onto the neighbors, they can't really get out and chase that down. So, so we'd, again, we'd rather you call us and say, can we arrange to do it on a different day? Waste from the garden, we we will take that. If you have branches um, or any large garbage pieces, they need to be cut into two feet to be able to fit in. So the other thing is to keep cans spaced, um, we say four feet apart because the truck, as you know, has on the side, they have an, an arm, a grabber that comes out. And so if the cans are exactly butted up together with only an inch between, it's hard to actually grab that. The drivers actually, I've seen them, I've ridden with them, they're they're very skilled, they have a way of kind of gently rocking it and moving it away a little bit, but it it helps if you do that, if you leave them spaced.
0: So a couple of feet apart.
2: Yes. We recommend four feet apart. Yeah.
0: Social distancing with the (laughs) cans. Exactly. And and, you know, keep it four feet
1: off of a parked car. Right.
2: Right next to a
1: mail or a tree or... Or under like power, lines power lines as well
2: because the arms lift up pretty high and we don't want to get caught in the power line as well. So, um, yeah, cans need to be accessible, as, as Robert said, next to a car, um, four feet distance. We don't want to scratch anyone's vehicle, but also bring it out a little bit so that it's flush with the car. That makes it easier for the driver as well. If you have a broken can or broken lid, we will come out and and fix that or replace it for you. Garbage is supposed to be out by 7 o'clock in the morning. However, if there's um, construction in the neighborhood, we sometimes will contact the residents and ask them to put it out by 6. Because... The, Tra- road, the roads yeah, get my, too crowded yeah, if, for us to get down. There's no space for the uh, garbage truck to get in, so they, they get in there before the contractors all line the roads. So, um, yeah, that's that's, well, that's about great. it from the drivers. Yeah,
0: Let's cover one last thing before we're done. If you got glass, paper, hazardous materials, or metal, what can a Draper resident do? Where do they take it?
1: So we will, we will uh, pick up metal as long as it fits in the can and it's not sticking up out of the can. But as far as glass goes, we have a glass dumpster at City Hall in the back parking lot that um, we dump it when it fills different times of year. Sometimes we do it once a week. It fills pretty quickly. Or there's a, there's a private firm that you can sign up through Draper City on our website. It's called Momentum. It's $8 a month, and they pick up once a month. So if you got glass and you want a curbside, mm-hmm. we have the option. We have that option. We don't pick it up, but we help set it up so you can get an account. Um, paper, like I said, Green Fiber is the company. Um, they currently have bins at almost every school in the city. So okay. that's a good location to go. Um, we have we have some at City Hall right now, but they're overused, and Green Fiber won't dump them more often. And It looks messy. People have created yep. messes because yep. they don't listen we say please don't put anything in it if it's full and they set it on the ground and then it's windy and trash is blown all over pioneer road and draper park and everything so we're going to get rid of that within the next month
0: it's, um, it's like that one guy practiced gets yep. the whole team in trouble yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um we do collect cardboard at Public Works, which is located
1: off Savoga Court, um, off the frontage road between the DMV and the state liquor store. Obviously that's open, when we're open, 7 to 3.30, you can bring your cardboard there. I, I bring mine when i Is there doctor- glass up there too? No. Okay. Um, and hazardous material, you uh, currently you have to take to the landfill because the Household Hazardous Waste Program the county ran, they've canceled that. But hopefully in the next three to five years, We'll have a
0: drop off location in Sandy,
1: next to the transfer station.
0: Well, thanks you two for uh, for spending a little time with us and talking about this. I think it's, I mean, it's an amazing program. All the things. I think it's interesting the how recycling fits in, how the landfill fits in, and I think it's really good that we're a member of the TransJordan. It's saved us a lot of money over mm-hmm. the years, um, and it's been a great partner. And I'm you know I'm glad we're we have that association. And I'm you know I look forward to maybe a new technology soon and mm-hmm. maybe maybe better, better waste management habits from all of us, including myself. Yeah. Less garbage, less stuff in the in the landfill. So, again, thank you both. Thank you, Linda, for putting it together. Hopefully uh, folks are enjoying uh, our Draper talk, and we're trying to get out some good information. And if they have questions about the Solid Waste Program or want to find out about anything, who do they
2: call? They can call me at 576-6553.
0: Okay, and that's Hazel Dunsmore. She's our Solid Waste Manager.
2: Right.
0: And she will help you out. Yes. All right, until next time, thank you guys, and thanks, Linda. Thank you. We'll see you next you. time.
2: For timely information on city news, events, traffic alerts, and public safety emergencies, you may subscribe to email or text notifications from Draper City by visiting draperutah.gov forward slash notify, or follow us on social media at drapercityutah Utah on Facebook and at Draper City on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This has been Draper City Talk. Please join us again.